let's take a ride into the minds of the faces on the train. Perceptions, influences, differences, and similitudes. One interactive moment at a time. A few towns over, there's a trail called the Mounds. Most of the park is a standard terrain until you get to the four-story hill. You can walk clear around. That's where I saw Pepper. Faces on the train. Pepper found a frog. Pepper's ankle and the lower portion of her calf were burning, as if she had fallen asleep too close to the embers of a dying campfire. The debris upon which she had fallen was littered with spiked edges and things that poked. A beat throbbed on her psyche like a consistent and well-spaced knock on the door in winter when you have no urgent need to leave the house and are not expecting company. The soil dispatched an assaulting odor of decay and dampness that smelled like two temperatures. The air pulling warmth from her skin was hot and cold. A chill went through her bones like frost painting crystals on a window pane. Pepper studied the shallow hole that had swallowed part of her leg. It was camouflaged like a child's game with leaves, small twigs, and fistfuls of grass. The arrangement reminded her of things one gathers to hold a lightning bug captive in a jar. When Pepper woke earlier that morning, she felt rested, refreshed, and renewed. It was not often she slept so deeply. There was an unsettled part of her nature, or maybe it was the atmosphere, that often tickled her nerves and made it hard to relax. But the night prior, sleep had pulled her deep inside itself, wrapping her like a mummied cocoon. Pepper's hands pressed against her chest like she would wake and find herself transformed into a rare and eager butterfly. Sunshine threw a warm glow across the covers, and Pepper jumped up like she was hungry for cotton candy and headed to a carnival with mini roller coasters and a Ferris wheel. She tossed through a pile of fabric on the bedroom floor, launching the rejected bright colors until she came across a green hoodie with a shiny, giant, cellophane-wrapped lollipop plastered on the front. The twist at the end was fashioned from a crinkled bow. She pulled her hair into a loose floppy bun. Her booted feet stomped down the stairs. Pepper grabbed an apple and kissed her mommy on the nose. Daddy shot her a wink across the top of his morning paper, and she bolted through the screen door. Crunching past the autumn foliage, before the week the gardeners came. She lifted her legs up and stomped the ground like thunder. One, two, I am the girl searching the woods. Three, four, doing more than mama could. One, two, side by side we fight this fight. Three, four, pages, squires, kings and knights. One, two, three, four, and she tumbled into a giggle that morphed into a cartwheel. Standing and laughing, Pepper ran the path toward the creek on the far end of their land. In Pepper's mind, she was on an obstacle course, and she entered into the forest like it was a funhouse. Pepper was a shiro. Pepper was a mystic seeker searching the world for the key to life. She slid across the surface of a moss-slick log. She was dressed like Superman. She swung around the sturdy trunk and landed in the face of an invisible opponent. She was winning. She was winning. She had spidey senses. 
She grabbed upon a sturdy weeping willow and soared through a narrow passage. She pressed against a wall and skipped across a moat. She drew a circle with her finger and watched the soldiers float into the cages of a third dimension. She whispered secrets to a genie who held them in detention. Pepper slowed down because she felt like this morning walk had called her from a slumber. She was a guest of the winds of chance and dropped her pace to a calculated saunter. The bird song was loud where she had been lost in her thoughts. Her steps echoed. The insects fought like alley cats. All sorts of noises ricocheted off the surfaces of tall trees standing, rattling the green out of leaves, snapping bark from oaks like breaking the necks of spineless men. The forest was a monster, and the shining sun ducked behind a cloud. Pepper fell and spied a cream-colored flannel in the branches directly overhead. It struck her as being scented like cologne and wood smoke. Pepper was rubbing the inflamed spot, which was burning hellishly, and it quickly swollen to twice its normal size. When a boy dropped from the sky and landed before her on his feet. His bony knees were bent, and his arms dangled between his legs like a frog. His eyes were bulging and green, and he looked like he could snatch a bug from the air with his tongue, which Pepper was thankful she had not seen. They stared wordlessly. The boy had a strange wide grin. His thin lips were pressed tightly together, and Pepper herself did not dream to speak. Her heart was beating fast inside her skin, and she did not blink. She could not blink because she was frozen like a stone garden statue, and he studied her face while turning his large head strangely like his chin was drawing ovals on the dirt. Have you ever read Gulliver's Travels? He finally asked. My ankle really hurts, she said. In the book, you are super, super giant, and it opens with you asleep on the sand. They were both quiet for a while. But this is not a beach, he said. And I am not a giant, she said, and added fiercely, because if I were, I would smash you in the palm of my hand like a slow, dull-witted fruit fly. And Frog Boy burst into tears because the story was not going how he wanted. I'm sorry, he stammered. Let me help you. I'll build a splint. And he reached the slender fingers of his hand to repair her. What he thought was a tender moment passed between them. And he set about to find a way to help her walk. Her sweet momentary subordinates erupted into fury and she lit into the menacing toad with anger. You cannot both injure me and rush to my rescue. And she wrestled him till he was pinned with his cheek pressed into the mud. Tell me why I should not kill you, Pepper asked through her teeth, forgetting her full weight was on his back. Hurt people, hurt people. Frog croaked, and he winced and fell asleep. And Pepper resisted her urges to nurture. She resisted her urges to move 
at all. It was cloudy and clear and clear and cloudy, and the sun raced across the sky. Was he a dead frog? Or just a man sleeping? Pepper was exhausted. By the time she got home, her parents had aged in the chairs at the kitchen table, and a version of herself stood at the stove and asked, Mama, would you like a cup of tea? Faces on the train. Her name was Pepper. We can train ourselves to respect our feelings and transform them into language so they can be shared. Audrey Lord, Sister Outsider. Faces on the Train is written, narrated, and produced by Felicia Chappelle with creative director Will Walker. Audio engineering and production assistance, Mary Evans. Music composition, Umvikeli G. Scott Jones. Content editor, Connor Jameson. Special thanks to Bomani Moyenda and Khalil John. Graphics, Miss Hanifa Jones. Email us at info at womenworkwonders.com or follow us on Instagram at womenworkwonders.com. Wonders. Thank you to our entire production team and thank you very much to our listeners. Catch the next episode of Faces on the Train.